the scripture text for this sermon called Christian Perfection is taken from Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Christian perfection, also called entire sanctification, is an offensive doctrine to many. But scripture speaks of it, so we must too. Perfection does need to be explained because it has caused much controversy. Therefore, I shall explain how Christians are not perfect and how they are perfect. Christians are not perfect in knowledge of this world, of God, and his purposes. They make mistakes and misjudgments about truth and human character. They can err in understanding scripture. However, they do know all things needful for salvation. Christians are not perfect due to physical and mental infirmities. They are not totally free from temptation. Christian perfection is simply another name for being holy, which is a lifelong journey of growing in grace and love. However, Christians cannot be absolutely perfect in this life. The ways that Christians are perfect. There are three stages in the Christian life, children, young people, and mature adults. It is the mature Christian that is perfect because they do not sin. Do you question this? In John's Gospel, he writes that even new Christians, those newly justified, do not sin. And at the very least, real Christians commit no outward sin. John boldly states that whoever is born of God does not commit sin. He did not say they do not commit willful or habitual sin. Many Old Testament heroes committed sin, but must Christians sin because they did? No. New Testament believers are greater than Old Testament characters in the kingdom of God, according to Jesus in Matthew 11, verse 11. And Proverbs 24, 16 is not a proof because it refers to the righteous ones falling into afflictions, not sin. People of God could not resist sin before Christ. It was at Pentecost that the indwelling spirit made Christians victorious over sin. Therefore, the Old Testament characters cannot be our standard for sinning. You may say, but Peter and Paul sinned in the New Testament. Yes, I agree. But does this prove that all Christians must sin as long as they live? No. Any Christian who is tempted to sin need not yield to it. Was Paul's thorn a sin? No, it was a bodily pain which did not lead him to sin. In the book of James, the false teachers who sinned were not Christians. But how do we reconcile John's words? Those who are born of God do not sin, and if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. He is not contradictory, for we have all sinned previous to salvation, were then cleansed, and now we need sin no more. Therefore, firstly, I repeat, a Christian who is perfect does not commit sin. Secondly, they are free from all evil thoughts, for a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Every thought is captive to Christ in those who are perfect. Also, Christians who are perfect are free from evil attitudes.
Each one can say, I have been crucified with Christ, and now Christ lives in me. Therefore, their hearts are purified from pride, self-will, and unrighteous anger. Some will say, true, but not till death. But John wrote that we are freed from sins in this world. From 1 John 1.9, we read, The blood of Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness, meaning now. This clearly fulfills the Old Testament prophecies of God cleansing our heart. Therefore, let us press toward the mark, crying out to God until we are all set free from the bondage of corruption and obtain the glorious liberty of the children of God.